Do not open this door. I had to say it anyway because it doesn't make sense in the movie. And then I got on top and I spit into his mouth. Well, it doesn't ruin my story. It just it just makes it a conversation rather than a story. Perhaps a little drunk <laughs> no. from from the day's festivities. I would love to meet the woman who likes it. Oh, I freaking thought the moon landing. I, I love the moon landing from the standpoint of I believe in the moon landing. Not germane to this conversation we're going to have necessarily, but I know somebody okay. who um, had never heard of Michael Caine, who's close to my age. Ish, like five years younger. Come on, but they had to. They had to have known him like by sight or something. I said, like that? I don't know, because I said, look, I said, look him up, and then I never got the, the subject got changed somehow. So mm. and I don't want to be the dick who's telling people at this particular place. Let's call it a place of employment. Okay. That uh, you know Arby's. I get you. <laughs> yeah, That's a place of employment. Special sauce. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Anyway, so I, <laughs> that kind of goes into our, okay. um, you know, uh, the usual thing you and I try to better ourselves about in terms of not getting hard on people for not knowing the stupid things we yeah, somehow know because right, of our right, age. Right, right, Well, we, you know, some people like, uh, just, yeah, some people sort of make a real fetish out of that kind of thing. And it never made any sense to me. Hey, it, it, guess what? It's my fetish. I just don't want, I guess, you know, I think it's probably that you and I are kind of dicks. We don't like, <laughs> we don't want everybody joining our club. We do or don't. Don't. I don't think we do. But then why would we be mad if they don't know? We'd be like, that's great that they don't know. I don't know. I stopped doing that a long time. Yeah, you're right. I don't do that. I just try not to get mad. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Because, yeah, it's yeah. a little bit of both. We want to have yeah, it both yeah, ways. Yeah, we yeah. actually want to be superior and then also are upset that people don't know something so insanely stupid. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like Michael Caine. <laughs> but, uh, you know, yeah, but Michael Caine, I mean, uh, if you said Sean Connery, I would believe that more than Michael Caine. Well, Sean Connery might have broader appeal because he was James Bond. Right. That's but he wasn't in like <laughs> 375 movies like Michael Caine has been. He's been in so many movies. I, I guarantee you, everybody on the planet knows him from something. I hear you, but um, when we were watching the Oscars the other night, and mm-hmm. I don't want to talk about Oscars anymore, but it's just a reference to the movie you and I loved, Everything, Everywhere, All, all at Once, right, which my right. wife also loved. Mm-hmm. Part of the seating in the audience was that Asian gentleman who was in like Flower Drum. He's in like 690 movies. He's really old. He oh, Fong. A, a Fong. Yeah, I love him. What's his name? I can't remember. Uh, something, I think it's something Fong. But you better have that right. Otherwise, it's going to sound terrible. Uh, I could I could be Wong. I don't oh, know. boy. <laughs> well. But God, I, lo- I love him. He's been forever. No, yeah. he's great. And he's so, he's a little like a, a, a more somber Jack Sue. He just has this deadpan yeah. face that, mm-hmm. anyway. <laughs> Anyway, this is a. <laughs> it's like a less murderous Mao Zedong or some other Chinese. Person. I don't know, but yeah. the uh, you know what I was thinking just now, and this is a terrible transition. I'm going to try to force it, but if this is too forceful, you just bring us back. Don't be forceful. All right, you can say no anytime you want. You know what this was, and that is, I feel a little bit in terms of fronting, a little bit about um, St. Patrick's Day. Because I, you and I are each at least partially Irish, yeah, and we like some of the food, but oh, yeah. there's a couple of things. Love there's, the country. I you love it more than I do, yeah, well. but that's fine. I, I like it; it's fine. But two things: one is, first of all, on the level of celebrating our identities, 
I'm for it on paper, but it's always a disaster. And the number one example I have is St. Patrick's Day, like parades. What a drunken embarrassment that shit is. Okay. It really is. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go you one better on this one. To go, the entire American interpretation of St. Patrick's Day. Don't fucking pitch me. Just because I'm not wearing green somewhere, uh, I hate that. You know? Oh, I didn't know that. You oh really? yeah, that was okay. The thing. Yeah, you, 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 if you weren't wearing green on St. Patrick's Day, mm-hmm. the people had full license to punch or pinch you. Oh no, I remember that. I just I mean, who cares? It's, but it bothers you a lot. But I never liked it. First okay. off, and then yeah, and then I mean, you're such a so, pinchable man. That's the that's the dilemma. I'd but, say. Well, and pokeable. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, just the um, yeah, and the whole drunken. Revel. I don't like, like throwing don't, up in the street. Not just drunk. I'm fine with that. That Super Bowl drunk's fine. But like throwing up in the streets and crawling around, yeah. and like Peggy, get back here. And I'm kind of a dick in this a way. Black that eyes. I, I kind of I like being drunk. I just don't like drunks as a rule. I really yeah. never no. sort of have. And you. like a pack of drunk Santas or a pack mm-hmm. of douchebags running around in like green. It's not that cute to me. And then the it's second thing, this all, one's man. a little. Learn how to drink, fuckers. <laughs> this one's a little more understandable, but. It kind of gives me the douche chills, too. And I know that we know people who do this, so I love them anyway. Wow. But what's, I'm, I'm connected to the clanny clang clang. It's like, what are you talking? What, what, what cosplay nonsense, you know, you've tracked down the fucking tartan, tartar sauce, whatever it is. I mean, I just enough already. <laughs> what was that phrase? I don't know. <laughs> tartan, tartar sauce. Uh, best foods, fisherman's so choice. <laughs> Look, you know what I mean? It's like. Well, you're not very proud of this hair, part of the heritage. No, I, it's yeah, fine. I much prefer no, the I'm Germans. Really, I guess that, Joe. That makes sense. But seriously, I'm not that proud of it. I'm not really proud of any particular heritage, but I, I find being proud of heritage or heritage, if you will, the plural. I think that's fine. Isn't I just, that what you put your uh, put your hair in a bun there? Heritage. Heritage. Wow. Um, but I just feel like it's <laughs> it's kind of a put on sometimes, and it's like I'm never yeah. I'm never going to call another culture out and go like you're a put on, but I recognize it on my own. Well, I think I mean any sort of identity you have that isn't strictly you is going to be inherently a put on, isn't it? The, yes. Okay. So you know when you adopt like my heritage is this or something like of that. Of course. Yeah, you kind of. But that but being it's said, more than that. It's like potholders most... and 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 little little you know uh, fucking prayers on the wall and license plate changes and you know it's like come on already. About, like that... my fine my fine needlepoint uh, Bayo tapestry of like wise Irish sayings. Do you actually prayers. have one of those? No. No. Oh. God no. But I know people who do. No, that's what I mean. And so do you. <laughs> Yes, that's right. You've done a good job so far. By the yeah. way. Admirable. All right. So, so those are the things that bother me about um, St. Patrick's Day. Oh, the celebration. Fine. I've had it's, I've had some good times. I, okay. So here's the thing. I don't give a shit about St. Patrick's Day. Mm-hmm. I do identify to a certain extent of Irish, just because I think there's some really cool things about that history, uh, and also you know if I can like that. That history of suffering and depression is yeah, appealing it. to me, man. That's the romantic drunk <laughs> yeah, in us, for sure. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Well, the troubles. But they had a reason for being drunk. I've always been attracted to that. I find that, I find that whole thing fascinating. So, yeah. you know, like the history and then you know, just the ramifications of some of it. I, I, I kind of dig that. So that's... It's kind of yeah. nice to, to, to shoehorn your way into it. Like, when you hear people say, like, 
Israel and Palestine will never get it together just to be like, I hear you, I'm, I'm Irish. Like this sort of like, like by proxy, uh, like yeah, connect yeah, to like yeah. this troubling, yeah, I get it. Well, but. Plus, they, they fucking over, they take sausages and they dip them in batter and deep fry them and just eat those fucking. Is that a plus? Is that, are you? What are you, nuts? <laughs> You're asking that question. You remember you and I went well, to. Uh, we had that The there. only people I know, we went, we took that trip to Ireland years ago. Oh, and all of it's normal to report except the one thing no one understood is why did we drive to Belgium? to sort of wander around like liquor stores with yeah. bulletproof glass and, <laughs> and to pr- take pictures pretending we were walking out of the offices of Shen Fein and yeah, yeah, well, fucking, yeah and, and like like every block had like it's it's like the murals of the heroes murals of its dead <laughs> like, holy fuck yeah. well, we no, love that I remember stuff. walking away just walking around and like just eventually dawning on me wow they're not far from it even now <laughs> like, yeah you yeah. know what I'm starting to reform my attitude here because I guess we're just the same Anyway, happy St. Patrick's Day, ah, you, sir. Yeah. You, this is a great idea. I, I, got, I got one for you. Okay. I wrote this, is this especially for you. Yeah. Yes. Let's hear yes. it. I'm girding my loins. Let's hear it. Okay, gird. Um, what do the Irish call a vulva? What do the Irish call a vulva? What? <laughs> Olivia Begora. Uh, that's pretty good that's pretty good you, you wrote that that's boy you really gotta I made that earlier today and I've been so sitting on this thing it's easier to find a man in the boat to make your way through that joke but once you do it's a good one yeah, yeah it takes for what it is you need a, yeah, a spark a terrible, notes to, to unravel it but I like uh, it I like it yeah Olivia Begora I got it yeah pretty good I don't think you got it no no I get it again real quick <laughs> <laughs> oh good gravy Oh. oh boy! Oh faith! But anyway, this is the other thing too, which is when you we have some people in our in our family who mm. uh, do this I thing whenever they're this. talking to an Irish person, mm-hmm. they suddenly adopt an Irish. Mm, they get Madonna like, you oh, know? Oh, so boring! Yeah, yeah, I don't get it. But yeah, it's as irrelevant or or relevant as the case maybe a Cinco de Mayo or anything else. It's a fun holiday. It's whatever. But anyway, so you brought this to the table, which was great. Uh, the only problem I had with your your like let's do some Irish films for say or mm-hmm. not Irish films but films that relate to Ireland yeah, yeah, no, is no. the list starts to get really big uh, and it was like oh we didn't have time to do as many as we wanted to well, the thing that kind of inspired this was I came across this list for St. Patrick's Day of like 35 you know great Irish movies and Bull Durham was number one <laughs> uh, so yeah so I went through there and I picked the ones that seemed kind of uh, what were some of the awful choices I don't know that I saw any that were genuinely awful because most of them I didn't know. Yeah. So at all, you know. But I mean, some of the that I do know and like, which in Bruges, for instance, that's just two Irish guys, and you know, that's not really that's barely well, right. So, so yeah, well, yeah. That, that's the I guess that's kind of the broader point I was trying to make is that yeah. the you know the qualification sort of fell apart very fucking quickly with mm-hmm. this particular one. Okay. And it was just like. Eh, Irish themed and I want to it's on this list and I kind of want I'm interested in this movie yeah, no fair fair that's what it came the, really sort of came down what's to. missing in it, from this and and because you haven't had a chance to see it and I, I wish we had had time was the Banshees of Inishirin well yeah, yeah, um, yeah although we should talk about that at some point it was on the list as well but I hadn't yeah, seen yeah. it so, no no yeah. fair enough fair enough so we and have, there were other movies on there that I wanted to see first and so that's where yeah. we kind of and we can give them there. another context or whatever so there's yeah. so the, the the ones what's the first one you chose well, chronologically. Oh, chronologically, the first one I chose off that list was actually uh, Black Forty Seven. That's chronologically. 
Well, as far as... You what, went backwards? What, or? No, what, no, if we're going on the list, I was reading the first one I picked for this, or are we talking time? When it was me. Like when it was me, yeah, okay, that's, I was wondering what the hell that departure was. Oh, okay. Okay, um, oh, so that'd be Barry Lyndon. Yeah. Stanley Kubrick. Yeah, and that's a strange one, too, because it is Irish and it isn't. I mean, it's it's part of the juice, if you will, is is that it, there are Irish elements to it, but it's not strictly yeah. speaking... Well, it's like the, the inciting incident comes out of sort of an Irish context, mm-hmm. and then from there on out, it's mostly incidental that anybody in the movie is supposedly Irish. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say. Yeah, yeah okay. So the thing, yeah, the thing that sparks. So we're talking Ryan O'Neill. Boy, Ryan O'Neill, he had a run. He did. And can I say something else, please? I don't think he's a very good actor. Um, uh, may I say something? No. Okay. What's your next point? <laughs> okay. What? Bye. Bye. He, Am I full of malarkey? No, 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 no. Uh, sometimes you can be an okay actor and still make great movies. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, no. It happens all the time. You'd be a shitty actor and make great well, movies. Because sometimes. I think his his doppelganger, or maybe he is this other guy's doppelganger, is Robert Redford. I don't think Robert Redford's a hell of an actor, but he's likable the way that right. Ryan uh, You know, he was is. first choice for this, for that role. That makes sense. Makes yeah, perfect sense. Makes sense. So Ryan O'Neill had Love Story in 71, What's mm-hmm. Up Doc in 72. In 73, he had Paper Moon. Definitely the best role he ever did. That's his best role for sure. Hmm. I would say. Yeah, probably. Uh, and then this one in '75. Right. Mm-hmm. I think I feel like I'm missing. Had a hell of a run, and, and you know he he was around for a long time after that. I think. Well, I know, but he's become like a kind of a worn out asshole joke. Apparently, apparently he's a real piece of shit. I would imagine that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, but I mean, okay. unless he's listening, in which case, who am I to separate well, the? We need to ask, please. Oh God, please. <laughs> so, so uh, <laughs> yeah. So this is like the end of that, and it's also, um, I think, the only seventies. Well, you got Clockwork Orange seventy-one, and then Shining in the eighty, and this is plump in the middle, basically right. in seventy-five. Mm-hmm. So Kubrick yeah. is not. He's. I mean, if if you discount like some of those really really early films Kubrick mm-hmm. did, really of the ones anyone talks about, there's like what seven or eight, right? right. And and this is one of them. And it's, it's not the hugest body of work by any stretch. But no, but it's like you know the meticulous sort of like maniacal work he puts into each one of them. And, and I gotta say, this is a movie that really shows that. Oh, in very different ways. Yes, yes. because it's like it's almost like the thing yeah. we talk about with Tarantino, where it's like, yes, of course we love what Tarantino does. Wouldn't it be nice if he just decided once to make like adapt a Jane Austen novel and like play it straight? Like, right. what right. could he do if he just if decided not to use usual tricks? And I kind of feel like that's this is the most that for for Kubrick. Yes, and at the same time, it really let the OCD bastard shine for him too. I can see that because this is a period piece. Yeah, that is the most period piece I've ever seen. A movie actually be. I never have felt that uncomfortable for the way other people were dressing. Mm-hmm. It just looked disgusting. All that velvet. Oh yeah, yeah. This <laughs> just set, like the the, yeah. the 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 art design was so fucking meticulous. Yeah, and yeah. Apparently that was his. Oh, that was really kind of his point almost. I believe it. Yeah. yeah. So so in that sense, it like lets his most obsessive elements come out without all like, the weirder sort of. Um, fripperies and gesticulations Whoa. <laughs> holy fuck do I need sleep <laughs> council uses a word <laughs> that, the, that the bench is not familiar with <laughs> jacketation um, uh, so well yeah I mean the thing is it's also a film that like I, I just want to make a one macro observation then we can go slowly it's not a film that is particularly about anything yes. what it is is a film that's a little like it's, uh, you know, influential, let's say, on, like, 
lesser films like Benjamin Button or Forrest mm-hmm. Gump or also like a, a Voltaire novel or something where it's like how did this like how did these 17 different stories get strung together with one man right, right. and it's also and then I won't and then I'll just turn it back to you it's also clearly to me two, two films in the way that Full Metal Jacket is two films Everyone loves. Oh, yeah, yeah, some yeah, people yeah. only love the first part of Full, Full Metal Jacket. Right, some right, people right. love the whole thing. No one only loves the second half. And I kind of feel I've that way about that this person. one. Never met that person. I'd be weirded out by that person. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But I kind of feel that way about this one. And I can love both halves, but it's clearly two halves. Right. Right. Yeah. No, that is true. And so now I did a little bit of research on this. He took some liberties with the original book, which was Make a Piece Thatchery. Mm-hmm. Thackeray was the author, or something like that. It took him, by the way, like almost three hundred days of shooting. For this movie. It's a lot of shooting. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's really, it really is, you know, I don't think you're making a mistake by bringing up Voltaire. It's literally, it's a, it's a three-hour movie that's just like, this guy lived. And we yeah. just follow that yeah. all the way through. And, and I guess, like, like supposedly in everybody's life, there's this distinct watershed moment right in the middle. Mm. And then that's how it becomes two separate movies in that sense. Well, the other person I was thinking of, and it's because I always think of this person, so forgive me. Yeah, it's it's like... it's got a Dreiser quality to it. I'm sorry. It's the story of somebody no. is very likable who suddenly gains power and becomes very unlikable. Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. I love for stories sure. like that. Well, and he's kind of never not a monster too. Even when he's likable, he's a bit of a he's a jackass. Well, yeah, but the thing is, Barry Lind and he's Barry of Barrytown or something before Barry von Barryton the third. Okay, is that. Initially, all the things that happened, the thing that the sort of like set the flint off in the whole series of events is that uh, he's just hurt by things. He's hurt by he's people who are uncareful with his feelings. Yeah, yeah. And so he, the fact that he's doing things, ladies. even sometimes at the cost of other people, but they're they're the it's like Walmart, you know, it's right. like stealing from Walmart. Like, oh, really? He he fucked with this army and then made his way through this country, and you're like, yeah, fuck it, you know, his, his cousin wouldn't get my hand job or whatever it was. <laughs> Uh, this is a nice cousin, but um, but there's also the you know that uh, that quality of like yeah he was like a sap until he wasn't a sap and then he was mm. immediately a cock. But wasn't it? It was it was institution that made him a cock. It's like <laughs> yeah. in, the institution of marriage of immediate fatherhood, but then also of taking over this nobility and and all of this stuff. It's like it just cemented in him. And like most people who become monsters who weren't. It's like if you can point to something like I'm I'm preventing violence or I'm saving the children, and in a way, it's like he looks at his son, his biological son, yeah. and it, it allows him to be as shitty as he wants to his new wife. Because mm-hmm. beforehand, when he's going through all those other characters in the film, the guy who's who he knew before, oh that whole sorry sorry, but the guy he knew before who ends up being the leader of his regiment, the British regiment, uh-huh. and it's like this guy's on his side, but of course that guy dies, right? right and then right, he meets right. someone else, and it's like that that he, they're gonna get busted, and it's just like nonstop mentors that disappoint this guy, or lead him on, like directly lead him on. Yeah, I suppose that's, that's true. That's how they too. got rid of him at the house there, you know, by, by tricking him into thinking he killed somebody in a duel. Yeah, uh, that's such a great revelation when he realizes he's been tricked into thinking he's killed somebody. Yeah, yeah. And plays into something that we shouldn't give away, but but something in the, like the third act with his stepson. Right. Uh, because there's a sense that you feel like you've already seen this surreal moment, and now how's it going to play out when you see this moment mm-hmm. again? It's, will it be surreal or not? And fucking Kubrick. Kubrick has a voiceover throughout most of through like good chunks of the movie. Yeah. There's a lot of voiceover going yeah, yeah. on in here. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I didn't hate it. I usually do. I usually do. What about you? I, voiceover what about to you, me Joe? is you? either I love it or I hate it. Yeah. I am never in between. 
my favorite voiceover of all time. Who's the guy in Succession? Uh, oh God, he's been in a million things, but I've never seen. Him. He plays a writer. Um, it's like a, a a writer who's who's cashing in doing a writer's retreat workshop for all these would be writers. And Nick, this is an adaptation, and, and oh yeah, what, Nick Cage is, is thinking about stuff, and then all of a sudden you hear the guy, the teacher from the podium, go, "And God help you if you use voiceover. It's lazy. <laughs> it's uh, it's my favorite voiceover." Is that Brian all. Cox? Brian Cox, yeah, yeah. yeah oh, Brian he's Cox. such a great. He's great. And he's wonderful. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, this is populated with great actors, great scenery, details. That I mean, it's just—it's almost a shame that you do expect it from Kubrick right. because it's so astounding what he does. I can say my favorite voiceover, if I if I be honest, it's mm-hmm. it's either of the Robert Mitchum, Raymond Chandler movies, Farewell, My Lovely, from the seventies. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I just love it. Oh, mm-hmm. you had a hand you could sit in, and it would feed you a chop suey. I mean, it's just... I like McMurray in uh, Double Indemnity. Oh, he's yeah, got such yeah. an asshole voice. I mean, it's and it's, he's you've seen it, you've heard that voice be an asshole in other movies, so yeah. it's it's a nice one. Okay, so let me ask you this. Please do. I'm going to ask you two questions. I'll take them both. I bet you, yes, you you take them all. Flim Land. Um, is this a great movie? Yeah, but but with this caveat, I, I'm a person who likes things, who thinks things are great, um, because of the effort I recognize in them. Oftentimes, uh, yeah, so yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. this always amazes me with music, where I'm like really blown away by a piece of music, and other people around me are like that sounded bad, and it hadn't even occurred to me how it sounds. I'm only thinking like, wow, what an okay. interesting construction that is. So I'm I'm kind of a sap for it. So I'm gonna say it's great, my, but that kind my, of. I'll be my second question, which mm-hmm. is, did you enjoy the movie? I did actually. I, okay. I watched it in in like two or three sessions because I'd just been so busy. But I found myself one time at like four thirty in the morning watching a certain section mm-hmm. of it. Because you know the thing is with that protagonist, with the with the Ryan O'Neill protagonist, you really are never completely sure whether you're on his side or not right. through most of the film, and that's super engaging for a three-hour movie. Yeah, I think one of the th- so I'm going to say yes to both myself for Please? this. I think yeah. it's a great movie. Mm-hmm. More to the point, I found it enjoyable yeah. for very disparate reasons and not necessarily great reasons. I don't okay. know how else to tell you. Yeah, this ahead. is a movie where the story is almost completely unimportant. It's the spectacle, sure. it's the growth, and it's the movement of the story itself. There's a lot of things that are that are sort of technically very wrong with it. Mm-hmm. But what's technically wrong I with it? I liked it. Um, well, like I said, I don't think Ryan O'Neill's a very good actor. Like, the, oh, mm-hmm. Redford would have been such a better actor. But I don't think Redford's a good actor. That's what I yeah, said. Yeah, but earlier. he would have been a better actor mm. for this role, I think. But okay, so but so, so like that. But but more to the point, I think. Um, Oh, fucking just, uh, yeah, it's good. Well, I, I want to defend Ryan, o- Ryan O'Neill because I, I can't say he's a good actor, mm-hmm. but it could be that I thought he was good in this role because there's something kind of naturally petulant about him and his face. Yeah, and so he, it kind of fits the character. He in was a way. kind of suited to it. Yeah, yeah but then Red, Radford would have been too, and it would have been more sort of an enjoyable person. I, mm. I don't know, I, mm. but um, yeah, I don't know. That was fucking interesting. Yeah, yeah I was totally blown God, away God, by God, it. Fuck you, Kubrick. Just well, fuck you. And also, like Kubrick invented. Apparently, I didn't even have to do research to find this. Just popped out of me. Kubrick invented the uh, some of the camera lenses that are used today for low lights. So a lot of those rooms were only candlelit. Right and it's, oh yeah yeah no they were all yeah, most of them were and, yeah. and he invented a candle like a specific kind of candle be quiet no no for sure three wick candle with like a like a high level of uh, some kind of accelerant in the wax itself that Get made it burn brighter 
Yeah. And some of the camera, some of the camera lenses, and I don't know if this is where we're getting into conspiracy theory, but some of the camera lenses were also used um, in uh, the, the by, were borrowed from NASA for this. Mm, so for so, the so-called right, 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 right. Yeah. So the so the so again, but because it was shot to be in the low light conditions that right. people actually lived into the point, the authenticity yeah. and the the authenticity. It's breathtaking. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. As a freaky freak for freaky freak freak history. Yeah. That I fucking loved. Well, do you know what, actually, movie. come to think of it, what he reminds me of, and I don't normally, I compare him with another director in terms of like their meticulous nature and like how rarely they make films. But otherwise. Tom Green, yes. Yeah, Freddie Got Fingered. You, you nailed it. <laughs> is, is, I think it in this film more than any other Kubrick film, he reminds me a little bit of Terrence Malick. Okay. It feels a little like yeah, a Terrence Malick yeah, film. Like you're, yeah. you're going to focus on Dutch wheat for a while, and he, you're going to like it. You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Damn it, take that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. I love uh, it. I give it a thumbs up. Obviously, there's not a Kubrick movie so far. I, now, I, I still have not seen Eyes Wide Shut. Maybe I'm afraid I'll dislike yeah, it. Yeah, I don't know. Because Tom Cruise or whatever. But I, it's hard for me to dislike a Kubrick movie. I just think they're just all fascinating, man. He's a person who's Sorry done something. I mean, just the, when you're like, thinking like the head, he reminds me of Hedy Lamar for obvious reasons, of course. But yeah. other than that, it's this idea that once you're a great artist, if you put your 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 you know whatever into it, <laughs> your life into it, sometimes you also become an inventor or all these because it's it's like oh, the yeah, kind yeah. of mind you have yeah. that that you want to make something work and you'll do whatever it takes to make it work. Right, right, to get that to achieve that particular effect. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sure. like this pot it's a lot like this podcast. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Very similar <laughs> to this. I too could kill myself with a candle, okay. Yes. No, uh, um, I could yeah, help you. It's fucking pretty uh, pretty Yeah, and I guess, and again, fuck mm-hmm. you Kubrick because yep. like even mm-hmm. his even his very standard issue stuff. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Spartacus, it's it's great. It's oh, still well it's incredible. done. Incredible, and so yeah, is the killing. Yeah, the paths of glory. The paths of glory. Yeah. Are you kidding? Before paths he of... stepped into the real artist of Kubrick, he was still a great director. He was still a great director, and he was, I think, an artist then. You remember that scene in Paths of Glory, where the guy, the guy comes in. It's not the chaplain, but it's someone who comes in to talk to the three condemned men, and mm-hmm. one of the condemned men is getting philosophical. And he goes, "Tomorrow." I'll be dead and that roach will still be alive. And so the captain steps on the roach and he goes, now you have a head start. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's the little moments as well as the obvious big, you know, sort of. Yeah. And and I think if you're Victor Fleming or, you know, some of those old studio directors, it's like you're either a person movie maker mm-hmm. or you're a spectacle movie maker. And there are now yeah, yeah, yeah. with Kubrick, with others, um, that balance is being had, I'd say. Okay, fair. Yeah. Anyway. Fair, fair, duty, fair, fair. Okay, so did you want to, you were willing to do the, the yeah, third one, right? Yeah, let's do it. Come okay, on, so that would be next in order here. The next order would be next Not in order. Not in order of when I chose. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't follow it. So 1994 is uh, In the Name of the Father. Ah, The Name of the Father. Do you remember when we got that, when we lived together in San Francisco? That was that... The, the we're in San Francisco. No, we were in Daily Wild City. Daily City, yeah, yeah, yeah. at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't give the address away. Fans will flock and bother the people who live there now, Tom. <laughs> yeah, they're million, multi-million dollar <laughs> Is this where the Finleys actually <laughs> original ideas? We had the video no store down the street. No and we... <laughs> I found it because my son was, uh, you know, four or three or something, and so I could put, get these cheap dollar videotapes. But we right. we would stumble across Jean uh, de Flore and other movies well, from that place. Did we get these at what the fuck was it? Uh, not Blockbuster, but the other one, Planet Hollywood. No, this is what I'm saying. It was this little video store down in the Westlake Shopping Village. It was just a corner video store. 
I want to say I vaguely remember that. Okay, go on. Anyway, it's not important, Joseph. I don't think yeah, it's not important at all. Uh, but it's uh, in the name of the Father. That was my Irish accent, by the way. Oh my God, it sounded like Edith. <laughs> I know, I was I'm making a joke. They are Archie. Oh, Archie. Oh, Wizzy. Oh, sorry. So, um, what was I saying? Oh, uh, oh, in the name of the Father. Yeah, yeah. okay, so it's, what's his name? Daniel Day-Lewis. Who, of course, is another one where you feel like he can't really make a bad movie. He made a movie about a tailor that blew us away Fuck. called Phantom Thread. Yeah, the fucking guy. And he always shows up and it's like, is that a Buick? No, it's Daniel Day-Lewis. You know, I mean, he's a fucking <laughs> shapeshifter. Just watching the movie go like, why, now why why are all these actors surrounding Abe Lincoln? It seems weird. Like, yeah. he's that guy. He's that fucking yeah. one in a generation. He makes a quiet actor. Abe Lincoln interesting Yeah, in a boring cool. movie. I mean, he's fantastic. But in this one, so he's playing the... I, I, this is another so one. Jerry Conley. Jerry Conley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who was wrongly convicted of a London bombing with four other friends. Yeah. Uh, the hippie was, ne'er-do-wells who... Like, slept in a park one night, and that's the night a pub got bombed in England. Yeah. And so they got, so they, they ended up taking the blame for it, and yeah, spending a little time. In the, the old the, goose cow. Well, the goose of the goose how. Yeah, the goose how, yeah. Uh-huh. Corn meat. Glad I, glad I did that. Yeah. That worked. A lot out. of cabbage that soup there, well buddy. <laughs> Potato in your fight. Mm. All right, listen. So, so and Emma Watson, I think, is the lawyer who's charged, yes. the British lawyer who's charged with getting him out. Emma Thompson. Emma Thompson, sorry. Oof. Woo, that was close. She was three. She's yeah. a fucking hell of a lawyer. Yeah, she goes ahead every time. But but uh, I think this is another one. In this case, I don't share um, equal admiration. It's I don't want to say every movie. This one's a two-half movie, too. Yeah. But whatever it is, the first part to me is is a lot. When he's being a hippie ne'er-do-well in the, mm-hmm. in the, the local police in, in Belfast, but also the IRA hate him. And so he gets shipped off by his father to London and he's out being a hippie, smoking pot. And even his first sort of like the trial and going to jail, everything up to where he starts spending time in jail, I'm in. And by the way, this isn't a knock against a movie. It's a good movie. I'm just saying everything up to the point where he's like given in and now he's in jail is uh, the more exciting part. Oh, for sure. Yeah, well, because because like... Like almost any kind of movie about this particular subject, yep. it's going to become preachy, and it just does. That's a rare thing for a movie, you know, sort of lionizing the uh, the, gonna, the, the troubles. I'm going to tell you one actually that you I get probably preachy man. I should have put on this list. Maybe we should do a part two. Like and a, the name. Look at the name of the fucking movie. In the name of the father. Come yeah. on, dude. He's great. Now, I granted, there's the double entendre relative to him and his father. The character Daniel Day-Lewis plays in his father. But it's still very much a Catholic reference. Oh, well, I, I think... Because the father I goes, agree away, with, goes to prison, too. Yeah, I agree with you, except that I think in most people's consciousness, it gets the other way around. It's that you think of the the thing with he and his actual father in jail, and then it occurs to you later that there's the Catholic sort of connotation there in the name of the father. I guess. No, that, I was always the other way around. Well, still, you're yeah. a difficult man. You're I the am. troubles in this room. <laughs> well, what Hold I was going to say let's was... Let's get to that real quick here. I got bean soup earlier. There's a movie by Michael Fassbender um, called um, uh, Shame, I think it's called. Right. Have you seen this movie? 
Nope. That's I'm starting to think we should do a, an Irish, uh, you know, movie day part two or something like pre uh, <laughs> Michael Collins. Stuff. I mean, there was a bunch of interesting movies on this one. But my, my the reason I was thinking of Shame was because it does that. It, it's very very brutal from beginning to end. So there's no arc for you to feel like God bless Ireland or anything. <laughs> it's it's just continually brutal. And so like it, in a weird way, because it does it from the very beginning, you don't feel like the propaganda is coming on. Right. Whereas that does in this film, and it's no fault of it's no fault of uh, fault of Daniel Day Lewis or no, fart. No, I mean, yeah, he's fantastic. Yeah, all the of actors course. in this movie are really good. Who plays the father? And who? What is the name of the father? And the name of the father? Remember that guy? I think it's it's father. It's father. That's father, what it is. Father, father. <laughs> father Day Lewis. But yeah, he's great. I, I, everybody. The reason I can't look it up. Keep going. Look it up. Look it up. Yeah. You know what I'm gonna do? It's okay, a great period piece. And it also, by the way, this is one of those things where it's like, you know, I'm always annoyed. The classic example I have is Good Night and Good Luck. When when that came out and, and people I know came out of the theater and they're like, that's a great movie. Did you know about the blacklist? I, I, I have to call a little bit myself out on this. Like, I know about the troubles. I know gen- a lot about the, hi- uh, generally about the history. Mm-hmm. But it's still kind of interesting how a film like this can sort of dig into things you weren't quite f- it's like specifically aware of the operational aspect of the British, right? And and who was the father? Oh, oh uh, Peter now. Postlewaite. Oh, that doesn't. Do you remember? Uh, he was the uh, he played Kobayashi in uh, The Usual Suspects. Uh, I I tried hard to forget that movie, frankly. Well, I forgot you. No, I don't blame him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what do we even say? I don't even know what to say about In the Name of the Father. It's just a a great movie. You're of course it completely on the side of. Of, of this guy of actually in an interesting way I, you know <laughs> be careful how I say this I can find myself intellectually sympathetic with let's say the IRA yeah yeah very distantly I want to add but, uh, but come I, on and ISIS in there Joe come on let's go <laughs> oh, I love their work of course <laughs> no I mean I but unparalleled work but but um, really, the most interesting story is the ones that don't really take either of the sides. But like, there are people living here, and and yeah, it, yeah. beyond the politics of like colonial England and beyond the politics of what the IRA is willing to do, mm-hmm. there's just people going to the store or like in this case, being a sort of like 21-year-old loser on the dole, but who's getting high with his friend or whatever it is, there's this life happening and that's where the real grist is, is right, located. Right, and Because that film, life also got ended for this other reason. It had nothing to do with it, you know? Right, and yeah, I agree. And I think that's that's kind of, if there's a failing in the film, it's that it has to do this, but it's about like justice and Emma Thompson and all that sort of right. stuff. And it's like, yeah, I know that you have to tell that story, but it ultimately is less interesting. Did you ever see Hurricane with um, Denzel Washington where he plays Ruben no, Hurricane? No, but I listened to that song about four times that week. So. Is it good enough? It's the only time I think where Bob Dylan says the F word or the N word or maybe it combines them or something. Uh, was wrong. What are you going to do? Eh, it's all blown away. No, I haven't seen that movie. I, I, I hear it's great. I literally, have you ever seen a Denzel Washington movie that you regretted seeing? Uh, I've seen some where I'm like, I'm entertained, but it's definitely not a good movie. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. But again, he's in it, right? I so. suspect there's something about him that seems like he's an unlikable person to me. Like, really? it would surprise you that he's unlikable. It, but he, it just he depends on thing. exactly how facile that facile is, you know? Uh, it in? could be super shallow. Like, there oh. could be like a real... Because he comes across as slick, and maybe that's shallow. Maybe there's shallowness right underneath it. I don't think so, though. I think he probably is that nice. Anyway, 
I mean, I, name of the father. I'm in terrible danger of finding out. <laughs> name of the father, I think, is it's much shorter. It's two thirds of the length of Barry Lyndon. But most movies are. <laughs> that's right. Jesus. But but I, I I would say Barry Lyndon is a better movie, even though I really really like parts of In the Name of the Father, including uh, obviously the performance of Daniel Day Lewis. Oh yeah, yeah, I wouldn't even say I like I like In the Name of the Father, and I remember being very impressed when it first came out and we watched it. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, I think it's still a good movie. Sure, but I don't think it's a great movie. It, it, it's not but, a Kubrick movie. No, but it comes it's close to being Daniel a great Lewis's movie. Best movie. No, I would put it like four or five on the list, frankly. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. it's still, it's better than a sharp right up there with the a poke with a sharp stick really in the eye. All right, we're both talking over each other. I apologize. Yeah, yeah. That was my phone. All right, now this is the movie that you. I had never heard of this movie. I mean, either it was on the list. Mm. Come on, it sounded compelling. Yep. 2018's Black 47. Black 47. All right. And of course, 47 is a reference to the... the, the Pay of Famine. But this is the one that's the most straightforward. It's in Ireland. It's the potato famine. It's the land barons uh, and the people, the starving people. Yeah. It's revenge. It's a little bit of the, you know, capitalizing on the, the historicizing or... Deconstructing history for revenge sake. Finish the sentence, please. But you know what I'm saying, like. Oh yeah, 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 for know. sure. And, and it's it it has the quality like Barry Lyndon of being a period piece. I think mm. it does a really good job in that regard. I assume so. It seems like it. It really seems like it. To get you know, like right, like we would know. We wouldn't yeah. know that about Barry Lyndon. We're kind of talking about Nike. Come on, yeah, yeah. But um, fuck. Um, yeah. This likable this is the, hero. Yeah, yeah, he's fine. He's well, great. insofar as he, you know, he's really only a, he's only really a character in the first like thirty minutes of the movie. Mm-hmm. You know, after that, after that, he becomes sort of a victim of what I think is really wrong with this movie, which is it, that he's a force out there in the darkness. It or just something. turns into an action film. Well, the, he's, he's it's fucking it's a John Wick with a musket. Well, you know what I was gonna say. Yeah. Is exactly that. I thought you were going to love, love, love this film. I actually really like this film. It's a yeah. solid action film. Like I, every yeah. moment, I was like, "Oh, ooh, you know, it's, everything is perfectly placed." Yeah. But the only person in the whole thing that stands out to me, do you, you want to? Uh, Stephen Ray, who Stephen who Ray. plays the guide that they pick up to interpret. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's okay. he. I think he was in the Crying Game. That was like the last yeah. huge thing he was in. Mm-hmm. Um, well, there was a shit ton of like sort of small time uh, Irish character actors, mm, and then yeah, yeah. You and Jim, uh, was it Broadbent is in this? Broadbent. Yeah, he's in the very but small again, part. I, but having just seen another year with him, I thought eh, perfunctory. Yeah, he's fine. It wasn't. Yeah. I mean, he, nothing. He's always Broadbent. Like that's yeah. kind of this cool thing. Okay. Uh, Hugo Weaving was supposedly the star power of the movie, and I like him. Yep. But. This was not his best role by any stretch but, of the imagination. Okay, but no, I think we're, we're we're framing two reviews here. The first review is as art, eh. but as an action film, I mean, it's like I I would you could say the same thing about Run Silent Run Deep, which still thrills me like an eleven year old mm-hmm. when I watch it. It's like eh, it's I mean, it's not an amazing film, but if I put that aside and I'm just like, this is action. I liked yeah, it a lot. I gotta say, I was a little disappointed, and here's why. All right. It was like, um, what was their name? The, uh, fuck, oh, hold on. God damn it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. It's a man, man with a name. It was an interesting, okay, interesting movie, mm-hmm. good premise, really good, like, Love attention to Manhattan. The, really good attention to detail, the history part of it, and then they just 
kind of did an Oh, I'm so you're talking about this one. I thought you were trying to come up with a new I was, and then I stopped trying to do that because I couldn't remember the other movie. Yeah, no. And then it just was just an action movie. It was just an action film with with better cinematography than most action movies. Yeah, it's Because the cinematography and the violence Mm -hmm. replaces CGI nonsense. Right. It has at least the fucking quality of being real effects. You know? Yes. Yeah, yeah. It okay. has creepy moments. They decapitate a guy and then they put a, te- a pig's head on the decapitated oh, body. That's pretty good. Pretty cool. That's fucking scene in the whole movie is when he comes across his uh, sister-in-law mm. and when she's, she's passed away from the troubles. Yeah. Ooh, that was a fucked up scene. Yeah, there's a few fucked up scenes. Yeah, there really For are. sure. Well, it really do. Like, oh. It's one of those things where you go like, was it that bad? And I think it probably was that bad. Oh, Nothing. I imagine it was. Well, and uh, the person I forgot to mention... Uh, He's also, I would say, compelling, although not as compelling as Stephen Ray is. Uh, now I can't find him. It doesn't matter. But it's the guy. The gay British guy? It's the guy who's, you know, that guy is compelling, I guess. He looked a little like a Macaulay Culkin to me. But but the guy who's he's playing, he's like the Robert Ryan role in, in Wild Bunch. You know, like he's kind of sympathetic to the guy, but he's, in order to be not oh, be yeah, Hugo himself. Weedy. That's Hugo Weedy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Who, who's the guy itself the, 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 the who takes vengeance? So this is the guy, James Frenchville. Feeney. <laughs> yeah, okay, sorry. Hugo Weaving, I've yeah. never heard of that actor before. Sorry, sorry. I, well, I, I thought that's who you were talking about earlier. Yeah, Hugo Weaving, the guy who's kind of the second build guy yeah. who's going after him. Um, he's interesting, um, but I like that aspect of the story, although it kind of suffers from being worn out, too. It's like th- you hire the former guy in the gang to, to go after the gang. Right, you kind of like, this movie had just kind of suffered a little bit like, like, kind of a lot of modern movies, particularly action movies, mm-hmm. have been a little bit derivative. There was some definite yeah. derivative moments you couldn't you couldn't miss. Yeah. You know, particularly like Robert Ryan. I mean, that's the perfect example. I remember watching it thinking that thought. Oh, about Robert Ryan? Yeah, about it being the Robert Ryan character from Wild Bunch. 30 days to get Pike, or 30, 30 days back, back to Yuma. Yuma. That guy who delivered that line <laughs> in the Wild Bunch, yeah. do you know how he died? He was beaten to death by a wild person. That's right. No, fine. By wild hogs, by William H. Macy. <laughs> it was oh, um, William Macy. Sorry. He, <laughs> he uh, auto erotic association, and he was wearing lingerie. And this was 1969. That was his last movie. And the most important question in any of those situations is, yeah. did he come? I need to know that part. Mm. I'd like to think there was a point. Yeah. This man checking out because yeah. he didn't even. You know, if you he don't reach your goal. What a fucking waste that is. Because mm, well, you could have enough. at least held off for a couple of days and did it right. Well, well you should be calling yourself out as a consultant for these things, Tom. I'm telling you, man. I have theories about this shit. <laughs> <laughs> you can do it. All right. Uh, Black Make 47. Sure you nut, motherfucker. Okay. <laughs> Black 47 passes the, uh, like, I, it's, it's, I come home Monday afternoon. Okay. I'm tired. Yeah. I just want a movie to like get me through. Right. I liked it. I thought it was well done. Good yeah. cinematography. There's no still major some flaws. other movies on that list that intrigued me. So if you, yeah, we could we could do some more of these. Well, I'd like to talk some maybe about Hunger, and I'd like to talk about Banshees of Industry. So is it would it be crazy to do another Irish episode? Uh, I don't. Or I should don't we know, do an Irish goodbye? The, I more obje- I more object to the one about Hunger. I don't like that. That's a bad subject. Or it's when you've well, it's something you've never known. So right, it's very foreign, very alien. Man's never been swimming. You have yeah. to wait thirty minutes after a meal. All right, Tommy, I love you. I love you too. <laughs> I love you too. Yeah, I love you too. You Happy St. Patrick's Day, you. Oh, you faith and Blarney, oh, the boob, oh, the <laughs>